They'll all just reach back out to you. You don't want the $12 book. You want the $3,000 money that they're going to spend on you fixing the dog. This is the Paul Goff audio experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Paul Goff audio experience. Here's another great episode for you today, uh, number 132, I believe. Today is another Candid Conversation segment where we tune in to Paul signing books during a break at SSPT Live back in May. Paul has asked questions pertaining to what made him go to a cash-based practice, establishing preeminence and authority in the market, and how to use a book to get more patients. If you like this podcast or you know anyone that might be able to benefit from it, please share it out or let us know what you think by uh, commenting on whatever platform you're listening to. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoy. Hello. Nice to meet you. Where are you from? From Virginia. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering, like, what made you decide to go the cash PT route, especially like in England? Because I know. I had no choice in the end because the insurance was so low. Uh huh. So there is insurance in the UK. Um, for example, my we still I still actually have insurance through the business for my kids and me and Natalie. So if ever we're back in England, there's a problem, I can get in. Significantly cheaper than the US. But the majority of people will use the NHS but it is possible to build a physio business in England with insurance and a lot of them use uh, they do contracts with like the government so they'll get like firefighters they'll get police they'll get council workers like local government you know people who work in the libraries or the schools so that's traditionally how a physio business in England makes its, its money but the problem with them anything anytime you deal with a third party they want to hammer the prices down so low that they just want the cheapest provider not necessarily the best provider of service so it's the same with insurance companies that they, they don't necessarily pay you enough to, to actually provide the service that you want to provide. So I was like, screw it, I don't have a choice here. These prices are not allowing me to keep the doors open. So I had to move to cash. I'd not, I, otherwise, I'd have just struggled along. I would have done all right on my own as a practitioner. I'd have been able to make a good salary, but I'd have still been in the clinic. When I went to cash, I could triple the price that I was charging, which gave me enough money to hire people and still make the same money. So I, I really didn't have a choice. Well, so, because I'm a pre-PT, I'm applying in July, but I know I want to do the cash PT. So do you have any advice for, like, starting the market? Like, so cash, the- there's no real difference, right? It's just this. Cash, so when, when I put the slide up on the board there, to be a good cash or to be a successful cash pay practice, you need number two on that board, which was preeminence and authority. That if I put an ad in the newspaper, if I'm an insurance-based business, I'm much more likely to get somebody to say yes pretty quickly. Ultimately, with a cash-based business, what we need is them to say, I only want to work with Gail. I want Gail, or I want Paul, or I want Jenny. Like, that's how it has to work with a cash-based business, because they're going to pay two, three, four, five times as much money, which is fine, and they do it, and there's enough clinics, more than enough, proven that it's possible. To do it at scale, you need the preeminence and the authority. It's, I want to work with that company because I understand what they stand for, pretty much what I said on the, on the stage. Whereas an insurance-based business, it's, yeah, all right, I'm looking for a PT. I kind of get it that, that you can help me and I'll pay my $50 copay and you know, we'll crack on. The cash is a little, bit, a little bit different. It just takes a bit longer sometimes and the position in the marketplace needs to be more stronger and that I only want to work with this person. To do it at scale is difficult. To do, there's a lot of people doing independent, you know, I'm just a cash PT with 25 visits a week and $250, a lot. Not that, that, that's, 
that's not for debate anymore that that could happen. So you can make good money, you can make 10, 12, 15 grand a month. In fact, I've got a client in DC doing about 40 grand a month, solo practitioner, no staff, nothing. Just works out of a gym, racks the price up to 350 for every session and just, just takes the money on basically. And it's like, happy days. The problem is she can't go on holiday. She can't, if, if she's ill, she wants to go away with her friends or family or whatever, it's like there's a big dent in her income and there's going to be no legacy. So the minute that she stops, that, that goodwill that she's built up is gone. Whereas my goal was to build a, almost like a legacy of uh, that, that will be cash flow for, for a long time. Like something I'll have, I'll have to fuck that up for it to not produce a nice trickle of income every month or a pension or whatever I want out of it. I bought properties with it that uh, will be nice for the family and allows me to do other things that if the other things fail, I can go back to, to that and it's there for me, you know, moving down the line. So to do it at scale is difficult. Not impossible, but it, it needs a bit more commitment to becoming really masterful, if you like, at marketing than maybe as an insurance based business might have to for the obvious when the price jacks up, it just takes a bit longer for them to go, yeah, I trust you and I get you and you get me and all this type of thing. So you'll, you'll, out, you'll get out of the gate quite quickly with a cash-based business, not for debate. You'll do very well. It just becomes very interesting when you want to scale it and you want other people to run it for you. But that's what a great problem to have. Right. <laughs> is the way I always look at it. Focus on getting there before you... Somebody always asks about, for example, having your name in a business. So mine's Paul Goff Physio Rooms. Does it affect my business? And I'm like, well, it might. That I'm not there and people want me. But the problem would have been I used my name in the beginning very well in that people were buying from a person and it didn't feel like a big company. And my response is always, let's just get big fast and then we'll figure it out later as to what we're gonna do. Don't try to like run before you can walk. Don't predict 10 years down the line what might or might not happen if you've used your name on a business. What a great conversation to have when you say, look, I've built this huge thing. A lot of people are coming through the doors and they're spending loads of money, but they just want me. How do I get out of that? That's an easy conversation to have. So you'll be fine. Yeah. Does that help? I'd love to sign in for, for you. Yeah, thank you. Great. Tag me on Facebook. Yes. All right, thank you. Where are you from, Jenny? I am from Lake Tahoe at the moment. Oh, nice. Yeah, I moved up to San Francisco. Yeah. Nice. I'm in an interesting position of I have a cash-based clinic that is canine. Okay. Um, and at some point, I'll tie people back into it more. Uh, and then the place where you were talking about it, you know, it's great. I've had people come to me. To you. But it's just me. Yes. So I'm working on getting, uh, as I get busier, hopefully I can get um, someone to come in yeah. and help. Um, but I am in the, the building phases. So um, like what you mentioned, that, that second thing of the, the preeminence and position, um, so I don't necessarily have a lot published, like I've written an article that's been in a journal that I kind of have, do you have any tips on how, how can I implement that or um, put myself in a better position to There's one in your hand. Myself? You're holding one in your hand. <laughs> write one. Well, that's good. Write one. No, write, write a book. Write a book is the yeah. best thing you've ever... We've, have we got my, my, my healthy habit. Are they all sold? All sold. Yeah. Uh, I have an outline for a book that I'd like to Oh, just the best thing you'll ever animals. do. The, well, it's, it's, I would keep it simple, which would be um, how to keep your dog healthy, or how to keep your animal healthy. Okay. Uh, you know, be, best tip, yeah, absolutely. T tips to keep your animal healthy, whatever it'll be. Because it's ultimately going to go to the end user, which is the, the owner of the dog, and they want to do business with the author of the book 
that's on Amazon that, that you know you've got competition of people going I'm a K9 PT well you will elevate yourself by going well I'm the, I'm the author they can log in at night at 8 o'clock and buy a book from you and read like I often joke with books the books work because like I got you'll take me to bed right I'm gonna go to bed with you tonight I'm on a flight with you I'm, I'm in your suitcase I'm in you know I'm holiday with you I'm on a sun lounger with you like you're getting to know me without me actually having to do anything. So I had to do a lot of work. Like those things will be there for 20 years, like 25 years. So you'll come to your own conclusion that you want to do business with the person that you're reading the book of. And that same thing will happen with, um, with your clients for, for wanting to do business with you. And, and it allows significantly higher prices. And even if it's just, um, I've heard this before, of being that the book is the best way to get people to come to you. Um, and then I, I get in my way about, okay, well, how long does it have to be, or it's just... I mean, it's two schools of, there's two schools of thought. So my books are genuine, genuine sort of storytelling, well thought out, proper editors involved, published, make money on Amazon, and, you know, we do it for a proper reason. And that's, that's my legacy, if you like, that in the end I want to kind of be defined by books and authorship more than anything. So I've, I think that's where I'm at with the myofascial idea. So I've chosen the... I've chosen the painful route, <laughs> if you like, of writing a real book for an hour and a half every day. I'm literally finishing my third next month. It'll be out by August. Um, that isn't necessarily what I have to do, but that's just the way I am. It's like, I, I love writing. I love writing proper books. Could I have hacked it and done a 60 page, you know, floppy kind of book that would have still passed? Yeah. So it's up to you what you want. But I think there's a balance to get, you know, to get that you get, uh, you find the balance between like a 35,000 word and a 50, 60,000 word book. Don't, don't write like 50 shades of gray or, you know, war and peace. It's like, don't make it this thick because they won't read it anywhere. Your audience, so my audience, when you read my books is different. You're a student, you've studied, you've, you, you'll devour a book in like two days because that's what you've done for years. Your audience might not be as adverse to reading a 60,000 page book they might be more responsive to a 30,000 page book for, a, for the reason that they're not readers, they're not studiers like you, you are. So I have very different reasons for writing thick, thick books. So don't get lost, but don't do it cheap and don't do it quick and easy. I'm not a fan of quick and easy, but I'm at the same time not a fan of take six years to do it. The goal is to set yourself a time frame. The difference between 35,000 words and 50,000 words is probably two weeks, right? Like it's, it's I, thought, I do what? I actually write about two and a half thousand words a day. So I could write a book within six weeks, first draft, like with my eyes closed if I just get my head down on it. If you work out that you're probably going to do, you might do eight or 900 words a day. How long is that going to take you? You know, for first draft, ship it out to an editor. Six weeks later, it'll come back, make your changes and you'll have it on Amazon. So don't, don't obsess over it is, is what I'm trying to say. And then my other question would be how to set my book apart from the, there's already books on the market. They, they, well, the difference will be you. So here's, the, so here's the phrase. There are a lot of authors. There are very few best-selling authors. And what that means is there's very few people actually market the fact that they own a book. Most people write a book and go, so for example, what am I doing right now? How many people, there's people in here right now all, 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 all weekend who've got books. There's a, there's a reason I stand on stage with the businesses that I've got. And it's not because I'm any better than anybody. I do what needs to be done. Like I, my kids are out by the pool right now and I'm stood talking to you and signing books and marketing my books and my positioning and preeminence and everything else. There's three, four, five, six other people with books in here that are not marketing their book. They've wrote a book, but they are not marketing a book. So that's, that's all that ever stands in the way. That if you market it and you make sure it gets in the hands of a person that you want to treat, so i.e. now your social media becomes, hey, I'm the author of the book. 
So you start every video with, hey, you know, before we get started, just to let you know, uh, this book's out on the shelf, it's on Amazon, it's sold all over the world. I'll buy a copy for you, now it's international. It's an international selling book, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, we used to do this all the time. Like, we used to sell a book and get somebody in America to buy the book. It's like, now it's an international book. You're like, it's, it's like, oh shit, now there's the position and gone even better. So you'd use your Facebook, your la, you know, your emails, your website, your uh, newspaper ads. You'd ring the local radio stations and go, hey, how do I get on? Uh, you'd ring the local dog magazines or all the dog, any, anybody who's a dog shop in your area who sells dog items or whatever. Can I just leave these in your store? I'll sp in fact, I would just walk into a dog, any, anything, wherever you live that sells anything to do with dog stuff, just go, I'll give you every single penny of every single copy that you sell. Just get it in the hands of the customers. Do I want $15 for these books? Not, not even close but I don't want to give them away free because if I don't give, have some value attached to it nobody reads them mm -hmm. so there's a lot of psychology behind why you're doing it but if I was you I would walk into dog shops dog, everything, anything to do with pets or animals where you live and go here's 50 bucks keep every single dime just put them on the counter and make people buy them because if you've got in there all the pathways back to you they'll all just reach back out to you you don't want the $12 book you want the $3,000 money that they're going to spend on you fixing the dog so there you go done awesome. how's that that's wonderful thanks <laughs> there's your marketing strategy for the next six months okay. yeah did i sign it for you we all have work to do yeah. thank you for listening to paul Goff's audio experience if you're brand new to paul's world head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.